three, two, one. We're live. Yes. How you doing, Chad? Good. Back for another episode. Yes. Of what? Uh, oops, I dropped my podcast. Drove all the way from PEI for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just left, like, yeah. for the last episode. Yeah. You came really. all the way back just for this one. That's, That's not true. why. That's, That's not, not true. true. Um... Yeah, so we're actually, as usual, recording another episode right away. <laughs> Not that this matters to anybody else, but um, I have. Let's. I want to get right into this episode. I have something that happened. Yeah, you look at my phone, Chad. Well, you need one of those. Sorry, now this is bad because I got us right off. Now you have one of those like special like card slips. Yep. On the back of your, like glued to the back of your phone that yep. holds a couple of cards. But yours holds a lot more than mine. Holds four cards. Mine? I've got my debit card, my Visa, my driver's license, and my Costco card. Mine holds four cards as well. But it's not meant to, and you, it's ripping down the side. Mine ripped, that's why I, uh, that's why Shauna got this one from Credit Union. Yeah, mine. Shouldn't get you one. Mine has my bank card, my driver's license, the Canadian Tire gift certificate, and the Pizza Mill Lunch Club card. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> When's the last? It's not like this is a Pizza Mill PEI. No. <laughs> um, it was probably like a week before I left for PEI back in uh, like May or June, whenever. <laughs> and I ended up accidentally ordering something off the Lunch Club. Like, didn't realize it was lunchtime and they had this whole thing. Right. And so they gave me this card with a punch. And I was like, oh, I got to fill this out before I <laughs> leave for PEI. But it was only a week, so I... Ended up going back like once more, so I still need to get four more stamps on this card before I get a free <laughs> lunch. Well, good rewards. Royal or loyalty program, though. Yeah, sounds yeah. like it. So it's one every six, or no? You'd buy six, and then the seventh is free. Yes. Oh, yeah. So one every seventh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Where were we going before I, I sidetracked? Don't fully remember. Um, but yeah, card holders to the back of phones. It's the greatest thing ever. This one I really like because it's like, it doesn't quite even work. It's super loose with... You have to have uh, four cards. It's super loose with just one or two. You ever worried you're going to lose your phone and then like lose absolutely everything? everything? Uh, no, I haven't lost my phone ever. So it's unlikely that I will. I, I worked, still possible, but unlikely. Worked with a guy who had like that kind of the setup that we do, and he was out on a boat in the Bay of Fundy and dropped his phone overboard. <laughs> so I had to like he had to use his like social insurance number to get like all new identity stuff, so then he could act, go to the bank and get new bank cards. And, wow. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty in this is. I still have enough in my wallet to not go crazy. I'd have to get my like, driver's license. The visa they'd send to me without anything anyway. Yeah. And my debit cards have to go to the bank. Yeah. Which I'd have all my social insurance and everything. So, anyway. Uh, okay. So, this episode, there's something that happened before you left. And I'd never gotten around to talk about it on the podcast. And I was like itching to. And then you left. So, I never got to. Um, some people may have already heard of this, but it was Chris pa- Chris Pratt speech at the MTV Movie Awards, and he shares his nine rules for life. And I'm going to read them to Chad because he's never heard them, because uh, I want uh, his opinion on them, each one. Hmm. So Chris Pratt, uh, star of 
what, like Jurassic World, uh, Guardians, of the, Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I've been told by two different people, um, this is when I was a little skinnier, but um, that I would make a good Chris Pratt, um, like dressing as Star Lord for Halloween or something like that. Yeah. And when I had hair. <laughs> back the, I could see that. Glory days of Chad. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I have a special connection with Chris. If he ever hears this. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read rule number one here. Okay. Don't look at them. Okay. You know. I'm not looking. I'm gonna try to read. Okay. Rule number one. So he had just. Oh, I should probably set this up. He just won an award for Avengers: Infinity Wars. Infinity War. Okay. Um, then he introduced his. Uh, nine rules from Chris Pratt. So rule number one was breathe. If you don't, you'll suff- you'll suffocate. Okay. Comments? Um, Do you think that's a good rule? It's like, sure, yeah, he's got a point there, but it's kind of unnecessary, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's your brain is programmed to to do that. To tell your body to do that without you having to think about it. <laughs> I think he probably means in more of a, like, sit back, relax for a second, breathe. Oh, okay. And then continue. Like, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, that would, I would feel better about that <laughs> if he meant it any other way, I think. Okay. Um, number two, you have a soul. Be careful with it. I like that. Me too. That's um, that is good advice. So keep in mind he's talking to a generation of like teens here. Yes. So I think that's really good advice. Well, he he is, um, uh, he professes his faith quite frequently. I don't know how serious he is about it, but he, yeah. like um, like I follow him on Instagram, and there's a yeah. lot of stuff he posts on there about um, being a believer in that. So yeah. Um, I had I had found that out before uh, before this came out, um, but like everything, you start to call into question things, which is judgmental, of course. But like he, I think he's going through a divorce right now. Yeah, yeah. And which is unfortunate, but I mean, it, it could be one sided, I guess. I don't know. Um, but you know that stuff sucks all around anyway. But um, okay, rule number three: don't be a turd. Um, I think that's there's more. I, there's oh, more. Okay. So don't be a turd. If you are strong, be a protector. If you are smart, be a humble influencer. Strength and intelligence can be weapons, so don't wield them against the weak. That makes you a bully. Be bigger than that. I think there's multiple people who could quote me saying, "Don't be a turd." Um, <laughs> this is your Chris Pratt coming out. Yeah, but hold on. I can we say that again? That was a long rule. You can read it here. So don't be a turd. If you're strong, be a protector. If you're smart, be a humble influencer. That's, I like that. Yeah. Um, strength and intelligence can be weapons. So do not wield them against the weak. That makes you a bully. Be bigger than that. Um, yeah. That seems like an obvious one to me. Again. But at the same time, that could mean, I mean, don't be a turd. Don't be a turd. But like, um, he's saying, He's saying a lot he's, to He's that, saying yeah. if you are, if you know you're better than someone or think you're better than someone, um, still bring a humility to it. Yeah. 
which is important, which isn't a message that is conveyed enough. Right. So. Okay, rule number four. When giving a dog medicine, <laughs> put the medicine in a little bit, a little piece of hamburger, and they won't even know they're eating the medicine. I always put it in a spoonful of peanut butter. But <laughs> yes. Uh, we've given Colin medicine that way. Oh yeah. Not in a hamburger. But I've. Uh, I think we have. I'm trying to think now. Now that I say that. Shoot. <laughs> it seems like kind of a weird rule for life, like. <laughs> Something you could just Google. But. Have you ever tried to do give a dog medicine without doing that? No. Okay. It's difficult and it's frustrating and <laughs> I suppose it's good, but like not everyone has a dog. It's true. So that can apply to young children, cats. <laughs> yeah. Disguise uh disguise medicine. Staff so members. Know they're taking it. Staff members at a summer camp. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go to rule number five. It doesn't matter what it is, earn it. A good deed. Uh, reach out to someone in pain. Be of service. It feels good and it's good for your soul. So, basically saying whatever you do, make sure you earn it. Not just. Wait, I'm not entirely sure what he's getting out here. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is, earn it, the deed, church. Um, I think he's saying, do what you can to be helpful to others, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. Um, I think he threw that dog one in there because he was giving a speech and he needed to throw in some comedy. Yeah, same as the first one, breathe. Yeah. Because if you don't do it, you'll suffocate. Yeah. Okay, rule number six. God is real. God loves you. God wants the best for you. Believe that. I do. So? That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, In the speech, that gets a lot of cheers. Um, which, you know... Um, can we look up... The right reasons, but. Where's Chris Pratt from? Because one of the things... I don't know. I don't want to be... Um, um, I don't know. I feel like if I say this, I might get in trouble. Virginia, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. Wow. Um, there's something about like, if you've ever been to the deep south of the States, it's very, um, it's cultural. Um, not to say it's not, your faith isn't genuine, but there's, um, yeah. It's the social norm in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so, um, it's funny that if he's giving a Hollywood speech that he'd get lots of cheers for that, where, um, from what I know about like Hollywood, it's not, there's, it's not a Christian community. No. (laughs) So. Yeah. I think it was more reactionary to the speech. Yeah. Just reactionary because they're like cheering each one sort of thing. Oh, okay. Um, I'd have to rewatch it. But, uh, yeah. Um, either way, I think it's a good, it's a good, uh, obviously a good rule for life. Yeah. But, uh, okay, next one. Okay, I'm trying not to look at it now. <laughs> if you have to poop at a party, 
but you're embarrassed because you're going to stink up the bathroom, <laughs> just do what I do. Lock the door, sit down, get all the pee out first, and then once all the pee is done, poop, flush, boom. You minimize the amount of time that that poop's touching the air. <laughs> this one, This one made me want to talk to you about this <laughs> just because i think it's funny like it seems like yeah chad had rules for life um he'd throw that in there <laughs> okay uh so when i was younger i read something in a book about um when you flush the toilet it really kind of like sends a lot of bacteria and stuff up into the air yeah. so i actually had a little bit of like a like a fear of germs getting on my my toothbrush and that's so how i used to keep it in the drawer of my in my bathroom and um like i wouldn't keep anything on the counter because of that <laughs> um so yeah. i feel like if that's true it kind of throws out his theory because the toilet's just going to throw up all the scented and poop particles into the air either way but he's just talking about minimizing the amount of time it's yeah. This is kind of a disgusting topic, but. <laughs> well, also, you could have. Why? If you're going to a party and you think that's going to happen, just bring a pack of matches with you. Does that actually work? Yeah. Because you're burning oxygen in the air and. Yeah, I've heard, obviously, the expression light a match, but mm. I didn't know that. It's actually. I've never actually done that because I've never lit a match in someone's house. Like, or a bottle of, like, just a drop or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that stuff works pretty good, I guess. Like. All right, well, this is going down a weird road. This is just one of his comedic <laughs> ones, obviously. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, obviously, but... It seems like comedic, funny, comedic... Or <laughs> comedic, serious, comedic. Yeah. Um, well, no, just comedic thrown in there every once in a while. Like, the next one's obviously going to be serious. That's my... That's what I think. Your prediction? That's okay. my prediction for There's rule number still eight. Uh, two more. Yeah. Um, before I go to the next one, so I had actually heard that as well when you flush the toilet in... Particles going there. I think Mythbusters did something on it. Oh, did they? Uh, yeah, it's an actual thing. So now I always close the toilet seat when I flush the toilet. Hmm. Because it would minimize. Yeah. For two reasons. One, toothbrush. That freaks, that's gross. Yeah. Um, and second of all, um, Cohen's bath toys are like all scattered uh, throughout and he like sucks on them when he's in his bath. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I'm like, nah. So anyway. Okay. Okay, well, let's get off that topic. Number eight. Oh, there's more to this one. Shoot. Oh. Okay, I'm going to explain it. So it ended with uh, you minimize the amount of time that the poop's touching the air, and then he continues, because if you poop first, it takes you longer to pee, and then you're peeing on top of it, stirring up the poop particles, create a cloud, goes out, then everyone at the party will know that you pooped. Just trust me, it's science. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah it is funny that that one comes right after God is real God loves you (laughs) it's like talking about poop it's like three times as long too okay number eight short you don't need more words learn to pray learn to pray not learn learn to pray it's easy and it's good for your soul hmm that's true yeah Um, so you're right that was a serious one what do you think nine's gonna be Nine's, he has to end funny. Okay. Nobody is perfect. People will tell you that you are perfect just the way you are. You are not. You are imperfect. You always will be. But there's a powerful force that designed you that way. And if you're willing to accept it, you will have grace. 
and grace is a gift, like the freedom that we enjoy in this country. That grace was paid for with somebody else's blood. Do not forget that. Don't take that for granted. That's a pretty good way to end it. That is. Uh, a couple of things I like about that is he said nobody's perfect, which is like something that I feel like uh, in society now we're being like conditioned to think that. Right. Um, but it's not true. Um, and also, uh, he, that's basically, that rule number nine is basically the gospel story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so, like, yeah, we're not perfect, and grace is a gift, um, and it was paid for by somebody else. Somebody else's blood, yeah. So, that's, that's, that's probably, I'd like to think that's an effective <laughs> outreach on Chris Pratt. Chris Pat's uh, part. Yeah, it caused it caused a little bit of a stir, um, in a good way, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I thought that was really good. Uh, he's using his platform now. It's obviously easier for someone who's as established as he is. Yeah. In the industry, I mean, they're not gonna. He'd have to go pretty far for them to like pull his role as one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, like. It would take like a serious con- uh, controversy. So just in how he speaks, I don't think at this point they pull him for movies or anything like that. But I'm sure that happens. But. Well, just this past week, the director of the first two Guardians of the Galaxies, he was fired as director because of um, something he said on Twitter like years ago. I never actually looked into it. It's just it was headlines that I was Yeah, reading. I did notice that. I don't know any of the details other than Chris Pratt. I just saw an article that said Chris Pratt. Uh, I'll pull it up here. Uh, Chris Pratt quotes the Bible in responding to his Guardians of the Galaxy's director's firing. So, If I'd known this was all going to come up, if this is what we were going to talk about, I would have like researched what tweet was so then I could have maybe give my own opinion on it and that but so the quote that he uses understand this my dear brothers and sisters let everyone... oh, that, that's the, uh, yeah. that is an ad and that's really loud yeah <laughs> um it says uh, brothers and sisters let every person be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to anger so yes that is a bible oh. verse um i'm trying to f- figure out i'll look it up later what he actually did but oh lovely i'm getting a this is a good website you picked yeah i'm getting like pop-ups pop-ups for like winning prizes and everything i don't think i'm gonna win any prizes so (laughs) yeah um there's something else i was gonna say um about him i'm trying to think now this is one of those moments where i can't remember what i was about to say about chris pratt or about the um uh james gunn Director of Guardians of the No, it wasn't with the director. Yeah, anyway, we'll look up what he actually did, maybe on our own time, just in case. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's, I think it's a good witness that he's doing that. I think that's, you know, that's pretty cool to have. There's not very many voices in Hollywood. Um, but, uh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, something that's been really, I'm having a hard time keeping patient about recently and it kind of has to do with celebrities whatever i listen to a lot of um 
non-Christians for the perspective to make sure, you know, understanding their arguments right. uh, and their reasons for not believing in God and that sort of thing. But there's been a serious movement lately of, like, spirituality, non-Christian spirituality, oh, okay. more New Age. And there's also people who, like, there's a, have you ever heard of Jordan Peterson, clinical psychologist in Toronto? Yeah, I think we talked like, about him once before. Yeah, anyway, he's a um, clinical psychologist. He's super popular about, about right now. personalities and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. But he's super, super popular right now. Like, he's interviewed all the time, and, like, he's a champion for free speech and all these different things. Anyway, he's, um, I don't know if I talked about him in this way before, but basically he's a Christian, sort of. He's a religious man who takes the Bible seriously in terms of the stories that it tells mm-hmm. thinks they're true representations of, you know, situations in life and whatever. Uh, but anyway, he, um, most of the things he talks about, I agree with a hundred percent, but I derive those conclusions from the Bible. Uh, they've been clear for thousands of years. He does, but he doesn't explain them that way. He basically explains that, um, you know, from a psycholog- psychological perspective, and he cites studies and things like that. And uh, anyway, there's this huge movement of people like getting on board with what he's saying, and like everyone's like super impressed that this guy's like nailing, understanding life. He's just like really nailing it for people, and people understanding properly. Like anyway, it's it's like this super good movement. The problem is, what's frustrating me so much is that all of this stuff is super obvious in light of a biblical worldview. Like, it's Christianity 101. Right. And everyone's, like, amazed by these things. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, prayer meditation is good for your soul type of stuff. Like, yeah. Well, well yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, I, I didn't prepare any examples, but I'm just trying to think through as I'm talking here. But anyway, it's been really frustrating because now people are like, like you'll have uh, I'll listen to an interview with like two atheists talking about his teaching stuff and and they'll be like yeah that's no that's so true isn't it like that's so true and it's like yeah it's it of course it's true and I just read about that like last week about Paul explaining the importance of this and yeah. it's like it's it's very frustrating that people won't just um like wake up to it uh and at the same time like he'll be talking about something and he's on a like saying an atheist show or something like that and they're like talking back and forth about like why why is that the case and like where does this come from and why are we here and all these different things and like i just wish a christian would step in the room and be like okay listen i'm going to explain to you the biblical (laughs) story the understanding of the gospel um how to live your life and i personally i believe that the bible has 99 percent of answers for everything if you only just apply the principles right. it'll explain it'll explain and it'll guide your entire life uh i've just seen it time and time again i just 100 percent believe that mm-hmm. but um anyway i just wish someone would step in there and just be like the answer to all the questions that you guys have is in the bible and it's perfectly explained within a christian worldview it's frustrating because they'll like go on for like three hour discussions on a topic that seems like a real world problem when really it's a theological issue that's been dealt with for thousands of years. Okay. And like the yeah. answer's right there and they're coming like close to the conclusions, but they're not citing the Bible for it. Anyway, it's, <laughs> it's powerful stuff, 
but at the same time, it's very frustrating for me to listen to. I've got to learn to take patience because people are being fed that baby food right now. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. So anyway, that's been, it's been kind of like on my nerves, not in a good way. It's, I consider it a, a fault of my own, not necessarily of theirs, but okay. anyway, it's, uh, just reminded me of that for some reason. So yeah. Um, this is we're right be... around the same time on this episode. So we're going with the shorter format now. I think so. Okay. Cause every time I re-listen to them, like we could probably just cut out the fat of this episode and like just yeah get to the point okay and, uh, yeah well then I do guess do you have any ideas to end this episode Jim? no <laughs> we need to plan these better <laughs> <laughs> uh, well we don't have to have a way to end it no but you don't even have like music queued up or anything oh it's true okay yeah. here's a band uh, it's not a Christian band but I've listened to a lot it's from I mentioned them before to you, uh, Steamworld Heist. Oh yeah, yeah. The game, they there's a band that's created the music for the game, and I've been really listening to their stuff a lot. Um, but uh, I'm gonna pull them up here. They're called Steam Power Giraffe. A couple of things interesting about them. Again, they're not Christian. Their music is like very, uh, well, it's uh, it's steampunk. Right. style music um, and the lyrics are just like basically like love songs and like space type thing it's it's quite neat like there's nothing bad that I've come across anyway I think it's actually it's just very neutral music but uh, I think it's really good I'm just trying to think of uh, I'll put this one on um, it's from the game I believe I should probably confirm that no it isn't but I'll play one from the from the game but uh, this one's called Star Scrap we'll end on this why not it's kind of a fun song it's, okay. Uh, Steamroll Heist. So this is Steam Power Draft. A silly fantasy. I want to live in waiting just for you. I trade my soul on my waiting goal. Smile, yeah. that was my 